Taking the pulse of the city. The Capital Letter on Newstalk ZB. It's that time of the week that we talk to New Zealand Herald Wellington's issues reporter Georgina Campbell. George, good morning. Good morning. You've got a Rumataka Hill story to tell us. I do. So I was driving on that road over the weekend, actually. Um, Some friends and I went to Napier to the Groove Amada concert at Church Road. It was amazing. But um, a police car, like, screamed past me um, just as we were, like, heading onto the road. And I thought, oh, that's weird. Something must have happened. And about halfway up round those really tight corners, we just, you know, came round the corner and there was a big crash you know, a, the whole front of a car was smushed in and there was this guy smushed who, yeah, there was this guy standing next to the police car who just looked, you know, he'd obviously had a massive shock um, and there were fire trucks on the way and I just thought, oh God, and it did make me slow down. I mean, I'm usually pretty careful on that road anyway, but there's just no way you can go 100 kilometres an hour. No. Can Tell you? me, George, because you, you're originally from the Hawke's Bay, mm. so you... You obviously go back to the Hawke's Bay. Now, I've got family in the Hawke's Bay as well. I always go that way. So do I, every so, time. Yeah, why? Uh, because the Coast Road has so many roadworks for all the motorways that they're building there, and it just takes forever. It's so congested. Um, whereas the Wairarapa is just, yeah, really easy. Shoot up for okay. a half hour. You always do it. Always. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. So that we agree on something. George, in your column this morning, you now believe Wellington's new motorways are cursed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes for people that can't see me. I just, you know, after our chat last week, it just got me thinking about that string of motorways that uh, form Wellington's northern corridor. So that's Transmission Gully, Mackay's to Pekapeka and Pekapeka to Ōtaki. All of them have had to been, you know, they've been ripped up either before they've opened or after they've opened. You know, like we've had leaking issues. And I just it just got me thinking, like, why is it so hard to just build a road on time that doesn't need to be ripped up? And now, of course, we're wondering, the countdown is on with Pika Pika to Ōtaki. Will it open by Christmas? Um, it's very, very tight. And I found out this week they still have... Um, about 8,500 tonnes of asphalt to get down on the ground between now and the supposed pre-Christmas opening date. Now, obviously I'm not an engineer, but that sounds like a lot. I'm going to say that maybe it's not cursed and maybe it's Waka Kotei. Because that's the one that's the company that's got it all joined together. Yeah, and I do believe that they are working like all hours of the day to get this road open. Like, I have no doubt that they understand how important it is to people. But it does make you wonder, right, like, what's gone on here? Why three motorways and they all have to be, you know, ripped up all the time? Well, I've given you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Waka Kotahi. That's the That's the only thing that links them all. I mean, Waka Kotahi is the common factor between uh, those those three roads. Um, but, yeah, it just seems incredibly difficult, doesn't it? Well, it, obviously, they're big pieces of motorway, and it's a lot of expenditure and a lot of people working on them. And we have had COVID, and we have all had all those things. So we'll, give, we'll cut them a little bit of slack because I'm still absolutely still in love with with Transmission Gully. <laughs> yeah, can... although I never drive on it because I always go the other way to Napier. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm going to say you always go the other way to Paraparab. I thought you were going to say it. Not, not Napier. I understand. A first-time mum, George, has been left traumatised after she was forced to give birth to her baby on the side of a busy road. Now, this sounds pretty horrific. What's the story behind that? This is really traumatic. And um, it's an Auckland couple, but I really wanted to talk about this story because I have had so much feedback, so many emails from other women around the country um, about terrifying birth experiences that they've had. So I think it really is a national issue. So this woman was basically turned away from Auckland City Hospital um, saying, you know, you need to go home and come back. You're not ready yet. This is despite her being worried about bleeding um, and feeling the need to push. It's quite a long story, but essentially um, she went home and was like, no, no, I need to go to the hospital. So got in the car to go back. And as they were in the car driving, she could feel um, the baby crowning. And so she said to her partner, like, pull over. He pulled over. And the time that it took him to get out of his side of the car and around to her, she had got out and gave birth to the baby, like, standing up. So the baby came out and slipped down her leg in between her pyjama pant and her leg, which probably softened the blow a little bit. But the baby still hit the side of its head on the road when it was born. I mean, you can imagine this poor mother. I can't imagine just would have been an absolute shock. And um, so her partner scooped up the baby and um, held the baby to his chest and wrapped it in his T-shirt. And they had to wave down a rubbish truck collector. This was in the early hours of the morning who called an ambulance. Like, it's just horrifying. And they're so brave to share their story They wanted to share their story because they didn't want it to happen to somebody else. Where can someone read this article if they wanted to get Uh, into it? They can read it on the New Zealand Herald, um, you know, pop pop it into Google or you can search my byline and and it will be there. I mean, that's – and speaking from being a grandfather that's had three grandchildren in Wellington have had amazing experiences. Like like all three of them, my grandchildren had – absolute best of care, everything was taken care of them perfectly, so that's just to hear that story, it's just horrific. Yeah, it yeah, it, it really was. Okay Whew, that's that's takes a bit to it's carry on from that doesn't yeah, it? It's, it's a lot. A lot. Uh, new warning signs have been installed at Days Bay following concerns children are putting their lives at risk by jumping off the wharf into the direct line of ferries. Is this people being a bit overprotective, or is there an actual cause for concerns? Now, Jack and I have discussed this jumping off bridges at some length because mm-hmm. he thinks it's a rite of passage for young people to jump off a bridge somewhere along the line. Have you jumped off bridges? Um, I'm quite risk averse, I don't mind admitting. <laughs> um, but look, in this case, um, th- they can still jump off the wharf because loads of people do that, right? It's such a great summer That's activity. what I mean. I mean wharfs, not bridges, um, sorry. But yeah. it's just that, like, jump off the side of the wharf, which is opposite to the side where the ferries are pulling in. Yeah, that's dangerous. they are seriously worried about it. I mean, they essentially said, like, people... People can die from this, um, and it's from the propeller strike. So they yes. have to keep the propellers whirling around to steady the ferry as it pulls in. And apparently, yeah, kids are jumping really close to that. And I feel sorry for the ferry crew because it must be terrifying watching them do that. So it's just, uh, you know, get the message out there. Remind your kids, Hutt City Council is putting um, new warning signs up um, on the wharf, and they're contacting schools to get the message into the community. But you know, I mean, yeah, just be and, safe. And I've always 
grown up with understanding that if you jumped off a ship or jumped off a boat or got near a boat where there's propellers, it can actually suck you in. So it can actually, the, dra- the draft that it brings brings you closer to the boat, which would be, I mean, that's crazy. Why would people jump off when, they, when the ferry's anywhere near it? I mean, you can jump off the wharf as much as you like, but if you see the ferry coming or leaving, just wait a five minutes. I mean, well, sometimes kids need reminding, right? Often they're not sort of thinking about that all the time, I don't think. But it was interesting to me that, um, you know, even seals, dolphins and orca aren't good enough swimmers to avoid propeller strike. So wow. if you get close enough, it's... Pretty dangerous. What are you working on now, George? I need a, I need a top secret. I need something on the show to get people to, to look at. What are you working well, on? Well, some... it will be no surprise to you, uh, Nick, that I'm uh, hoping to get a council story across the line this week. Um, but also a story that was published this morning is a follow-up to that um, that baby being born on the side of the road that we just spoke about. Um, some other women have come forward with their stories and there is some comment from um, the Associate Health Minister, Ayesha Verrill, Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. That's uh, Capital Letter, New Zealand Herald, Wellington Issues reporter Georgina Campbell. And if you don't uh, look up her stuff online or read it online, then you're missing out on something. She gets all the great scoops for our region.